you should make every day count that you're on this earth. Uh, there's so many things that can be accomplished uh, in your own life, in your family life, and with your friends, and in the community. That's Hazel McCallion from an interview we did on her 100th birthday. She uh, would have been 102 this coming Valentine's Day. She was a Valentine's baby. And it was such a delightful and reflective conversation, but it was all about sort of the, the core of her life from having been raised poor, but in a very loving family, to being a hockey player, to getting into politics at a time when, I mean, you know, after this conversation, because I don't want to keep the mayor of Toronto waiting, but um, I'll tell you a story about an NFB documentary and what it was like for women activists in the early 1970s. So the fact that she was already an elected politician in Streetsville and then Mississauga, and she won in 1978, she was on the cutting edge in an era where women, men were still like, what do you, why are you even here? John Tory is the mayor of Toronto and joins us now with some reflections on Hazel McCallie. And John Tory, good morning. Morning, John. Um, I mean, I have to think that, as, as you know, you had much more exposure to Hazel McCallion than I ever did. And what was remarkable was there was a Flint-like politician and also an almost elfin individual at the core of it. Absolutely true. Uh, you know, I was saying uh, in reflecting on her yesterday that, um, you know, she she would, you know, give you her opinions in such an unvarnished way. It was almost shocking sometimes. But at the same time, uh, that was as a prelude to or as part of a very honest and, and kind of uh, sort of very close discussion you could have with her about things. She, you know, she was uh, she, she was the proverbial kind of iron fist in the velvet glove. Uh, she was a very charming person. People loved her. They felt loved by her. Uh, but at the same time, I mean, you knew where you stood with Hazel. There was never any doubt about that whatsoever. And she was still serving on boards uh, just in the last year. We were chatting, you know, about that. Uh, I, I had this wonderful last visit with her, as it turns out, on, on Tuesday last week. And we were chatting about the fact she was still part of the airport board because we were talking about some of the challenges of the airport. And, and it is just remarkable that she was uh, serving in different ways. Uh, they had a name for it. I'm trying to remember what it was at one of the um, retirement residence companies. And she was called their chief something or other. But she she, she was like, you know, there she was there in, a, in an exalted capacity. But her job was to talk to the people who lived in the residences operated by this company and to sort of report back on what they really had to say, because the company found people would talk to her, to Hazel, uh, but they wouldn't talk to the management, you know, in the same kind of, uh, you know, straightforward way. So she was busy doing things, uh, you know, right up till the end. And uh, it really was quite remarkable to see for somebody who was 101 years old. Sharp as attack. You know, when I last talked to her on Tuesday, I mean, we had a really good conversation. And I was saying yesterday to the media that she, she was correcting me on things, uh, you know, the stories we were talking to each other about that happened, you know, 15 years ago, and she'd say, no, it was nine, not eight, and this kind of thing. It was quite remarkable, really. And I think important to emphasize that she presided over a fundamental shift in um, how we envisioned um, suburban communities, because it used to be thought that all of the communities that surround Toronto proper were just sort of a nice place to sleep, but everybody wanted to be in the city by day. And now we've still, we, you know, and especially under her watch, we built a lot of these suburbs as freestanding cities. 
I think there were two things she did in that regard that were quite remarkable. I mean, the first is that she sort of created a downtown uh, in Mississauga. And, you know, there have been some people critical of how Mississauga was put together, and it's not perfect. No city is. But she created a downtown that gave it a kind of a heart where people would go for different kinds of civic and cultural and business things. There's a lot of employment there. And the second is she created, uh, you know, facilities in the community such that people um, could make their whole life there. So you had the jobs in the downtown if you wanted to work and live in Mississauga at the same time. I mean, you had all these community facilities that, you know, made it possible for you to live there very comfortably and feel like you weren't missing anything. Even that includes the uh, the Center for the Arts downtown, and she was a big supporter of the arts. And so she really did understand that if you wanted to create something more than, quote, unquote, a suburb, you had to do those kinds of things. And she uh, I think she tried her best to do that. Thank you, John Tory. I'll see you a little later on this morning. You will indeed. At David Onley's funeral. It's another sad occasion, but these were great people who contributed a lot. Thank you, John.